welcome into your weekly sports breakdown. Um, yet again, I'm your host, Asher. Um, with me, as always, is Jackson. And I know what you're thinking. We said we were done. We meant it at the time, but um, a few changes have been made. The executives told us that um, the fans were writing in letters from across the world and they were just heartbroken. So we have decided, um, Jackson, we have decided to continue to partially post episodes on the Weekly Sports Breakdown. Yeah, so actually what happened was we had a little bit of trouble making uh, the cover art for our new podcast. So basically there's been a delay. I.E. Jackson thinks... I.e. Jackson thinks that um, the one I made is not good enough, even though it is great and flawless and perfect. And it's the one, it's the one we're actually okay, going to use okay. at the but end anyway. when it comes to his senses. But right okay, now, he's still anyway, in denial. Um, we, haven't made, we haven't completed the finishing touches of our new podcast yet, um, and we're working on that. So that'll be out soon. Uh, hopefully by next weekend, we'll be posting on that one instead of this one. But anyway, we have another episode for this. And we also will be posting... Some of the episodes that we post on First Option, our new podcast, also on Weekly Sports Breakdown. So, you know, um, if you switch over to First Option, there's really no reason to be very excited. But if you're feeling nostalgic and you just want to listen to it on a different podcast for no reason, then that's what you'll do. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, like Jackson said, you know, this is a Weekly Sports Breakdown page. So, we feel that it's only right that our over-under games and the true truths and a lie and the mock drafts, those belong on a different podcast, and that's going to be First Option. And whenever we do something on First Option that's news-related or something, we can post it on this one, Um, yada yada. We'll still do stuff uh, like today's episode, which is going to be, um, we're going to recap the NFL draft that happened this, um, these past days, and the NBA playoff race is also, um, tightening up as we head towards the end of the season. So we will talk about that, give our predictions, stuff like that. Um, But first of all, we have some other news. Um, The Kentucky Derby happened, as it does every year, and I picked the wrong horse. That's unfortunate, Um, Asher. Medina Spirit won the race. Um, I had picked um, Highly Motivated, and let's just say he was not, as that horse came out of the gate slowly and did not do well. Yeah, I think the names are very... um are very, Telling. you know, uh, interesting and definitely appeal um, to people. I think that if I saw a horse and highly motivated, I would definitely be encouraged to watch the Kentucky Derby. I think it's a great name. Not really, of course, but... Yeah, some of, some of the names have gotten kind of... Yeah, they're kind know. of stupid. But anyway... Let's see. I'm looking up some of the names. Um, I just remember, like, the the... Number one this year, that was like the favorite that should have won. Um, or actually, it was um, Rock Your World was one of them, but then Essential Quality. Like, yeah, come essen- on. Like, I don't know. Feels kind of named after like it wants to be an essential worker from the pandemic. Yeah, that doesn't know. make any sense. It was too. Anyway, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's the Kentucky Derby. We'll see if that Medina Spirit, which was actually like a long shot bet, can win a triple crown. Spoiler alert, it's probably not going to happen. Um, so anyways, then we have the NFL draft. And now, Jackson, what is your take on Trevor Lawrence going number okay, one? Okay, well, I think that we all probably could have expected this to happen, as Trevor Lawrence is yes. 
the most hyped prospect that's been seen uh, in the last uh, few years, right? He's... Since since Andrew Luck. Okay, probably. yeah. So, hopefully he doesn't end up like Andrew Luck. I'm cheering for Trevor Lawrence. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, Andrew... Andrew Luck was... He was, he was okay. Yeah, he just had a terrible offensive yeah. line, and he got... And then he quit. Yeah, I mean, it was really surprise when he retired. I know. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Luck, if you're listening out there, which you probably are, because this is a world-renowned podcast, um, shame on you for Come quitting on, your team. Man. The Colts have a good offensive line now, with Quentin Nelson and all those people, so you should consider going back. Yeah, I don't right. think that uh, he's in yeah. NFL shape anymore, but who knows? Maybe he is. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's better than he ever was, but I don't know. Anyway, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. uh, I think that he's very good. And there's not really much to be said about this except for the fact that I'm sure that us and everybody else listening to this podcast saw this coming. And Trevor Lawrence might as well have just, you know, um, bought a Jacksonville Jaguars hat like months before the draft because he knew that this was going to happen as soon as the Jacksonville Jaguars got their first pick. Um, but anyway, Asher, yeah. yeah, you'd think, you'd think he would be, um, he'd be less happy to go to Jacksonville than to New York, right? Because if you remember, New York kind of had like the first spot locked up, like they were 0-13 and whatever, and then they just won their last yeah. game or something like that, and so then the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> got it. Um, yeah, so, you know, he was probably kind of upset there. Um, and then Zach Wilson kind of, you know, kind of expected number two quarterback, in my opinion, slightly. Um, but he was, you know, he's good. He goes to the New York Jets. Um, hopefully he fares better than Sam Darnold did. Um, and then the third pick is actually where, uh, the controversy was. Was it going to be Mac Jones or Trey Lance or maybe Justin Fields for the Niners? And Jackson, um, did you think the Niners were going to go, were going to go with Trey Lance? Uh, I honestly had no idea. (laughs) I don't know what the Niners were, uh, what was going through their head. But, I mean, you know, it's all... It's a pretty close race. I personally thought that Justin Fields was a little bit of a bigger name. You know what I mean? Uh, I was surprised to see mm-hmm. him slip to uh, to the 11th spot. Um, but then again, Trey Lance, he's a good quarterback. And, um, you know, like, it's, it's kind of tough when you have, um, when you have, like, so many quarterbacks to choose from. I'm sure that the 49ers saw something in Trey Lance that just fit better with their offense or something like that, um, that made him, even if he wasn't better than a guy like Justin Fields, was still more fit to, like, quarterback the 49ers specifically as a team. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, top three picks, all quarterbacks. Um, in a year with very talented um, QBs, it's not really much of a surprise, to be honest with you. But what is a little bit of a surprise is a tight end going Fourth overall, the highest that a tight end has ever gone before. But this is no ordinary tight end, right, Asher? Yeah, um, I don't know. I wasn't that surprised. I thought Kyle Pitts would go fourth. Um, but yeah, so actually going back, yeah, going back to Trey Lance for a second, I thought, um, I actually thought they were going to go with Mac Jones for this one. Um, I never really thought they would, they would have gone with Justin Fields. But, um, Trey Lance is, is more of an athletic type. He can make plays happen. Um, you know, Mac Jones is kind of like, he's more polished as a quarterback. He, um, kind of like Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. sort of. He's not, he's not athletic by any stretch for a quarterback, but, um, you know, he has a pocket presence and he was kind of like a good polished prospect coming out of Alabama. 
I thought that Kyle Shanahan would have liked that um, as a quarterback. Like, he liked Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Matt Ryan. Those people all kind of fit that mold. But, um, yeah, so Trey Lance was kind of a surprise. But we'll see how he does with the Niners, who are right back in the mix for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. this year, I think. Um, remember, they actually had the number 12 pick. Um, so they weren't the third worst team in the league. They yeah. traded up for it. Um, but they weren't the Yeah, best. but then Kyle Pitts, he's... Kyle Pitts, if he were a wide receiver, would be one of the better wide receivers in this class. But he's just... He's yeah, listen to this. He's um, like... 6'6", first of all, right? When you're that tall, yeah. and you're still... 6'5". Okay, six you five. think 6'5". Okay. When you're, when you're that tall... They always um, I mean, who knows? Randy Moss was so great because he was 6'4". He was towering over other people. Um, it, it, it really makes a difference. Like, it's much... You just have a much wider range in which your quarterback can throw to you, obviously, the taller that you are. And it's just like in basketball. It really helps for you to be taller just for obvious reasons because you can outreach people. But... Anyway, that's not uh, the craziest part. Well, I mean, it is kind of crazy that somebody could be 6'5 and still be athletic enough to be, like, a receiver. Yeah, he's, he's like 6'5, 230-something. I thought he was His 40-yard dash time. That's what I heard. Oh. Well, some... some he, yeah, he's, he's big, big. But then yeah. the insane thing exactly. is his 40 time. 4'4'6. Which is good for... I thought it was 4'4'6. No, I think it's 4'4'6. Oh, maybe I could be wrong. I don't know. Oh. Somewhere in the 4-4 four, four range. I th- okay. I thought it was 4-4-6, four, four, but maybe that's yeah, an old time. Yeah, but he's insanely yeah. athletic. So, imagine, that's literally yeah. like Saquon Barkley, except he's 6-5. When you think about it, Saquon Barkley, 240 pounds, um, and his 40-yard dash is 4-4. Four, four. You have a guy who's a little more, yeah. who weighs a little more, might be a little bit slower, but has what, like... At least five inches on Saquon. He can be really, really, really good. So, uh, I mean, I wasn't surprised. When I say I was mm-hmm. surprised to see a tight end go this high, I wasn't surprised that this tight end specifically would. I was just, like, before I saw him play or whatever like that. Yeah, exactly. tight ends are not really, if I, like... If I would have, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. I don't know. Your premium picks go to quarterbacks, the occasional running back wide receiver, and then the offensive line and cornerbacks, really, which which is kind of what yeah. we saw in this draft. Um yeah, but Kyle Pitts, you know, hopefully he doesn't end up like the uh, the last great tight end to come out of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, what was his name? Aaron Hernandez. That was not the best um, ending to his career in life. But anyways, the big question was answered. Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell for the Bengals. Um, you know, you had two options. Joe Burrow can pass the ball to someone who can't catch it. Or he has someone who can catch the ball, but he doesn't have an offensive line to protect him, so he can pass it. The Bengals went with the um, his favorite target, Jamar Chase, uh, from LSU. And, um, you know, with A.J. Green leaving, I thought they probably should have gone with Chase. Although, they need to be- beef up their offensive yeah, line Yeah, I don't know. In general, I think that an offensive tackle is more crucial to um, a quarterback's success yeah. than a wide receiver. But they do, uh, I guess, ha- kind of have that chemistry. So, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, especially because they, you know, they 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 played together before. So who knows? Maybe Joe Burrow uh, and Jamar Chase can really make something happen here. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they have newfound confidence in their offensive line for whatever reason. Maybe they've been getting better. I don't know. But anyway, um, moving on. Now we have Jalen Waddle, great name from Alabama. Yeah. Now this one. 
is surpri- is very very surprising. Now, the Dolphins needed a. I think they needed like a weapon for to attack yeah. Iloa a lot. So I get the picket wide receiver, but you have the Heisman Trophy winner still on the board in Devonta Smith, and you go with the teammate that had the ankle injury for the entire season, yeah. pretty much. Now, that that's surprising for me. I know um, Devonta Smith is, uh, I don't know, he's kind of, he's he's smaller-ish, but, um, well, actually, he's listed as six foot zero, which no, I don't, no, I don't think he all is. These um, well, Jalen Waddle's listed as 5'10", but I don't, yeah, but he's also undersized. But anyways, I would have gone with Devonta Smith. If I were the Bengal, if I were the if I were the Dolphins organization, but who knows? Um, maybe yeah, Jason so anyways, they went a really good with wide receiver. You know, who knows? But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So then after that, uh, Panay Sewell, the Lions were lucky that they were gifted Sewell um, after the Bengals passed on him. He's going to be a great cornerstone tackle for them for for the foreseeable mm-hmm. future, and they need him. Um, J C Horn. I think he's wor- he's he's not as good as Patrick Sertain the second, um, who actually went right after him to the Broncos. Um but I don't know. I can get it. Maybe, you know, some people have different rankings for different people, um, at the same position that you know, you could see the same tape and have two different conclusions. Um yeah, but nothing really surprising. Pretty, yeah, um pretty similar players. Yeah. So the Panthers so, got uh, Horn and the Broncos got Sertain the second. Yeah, and then um, a trade up actually happened. The Bears and the Giants swapped I, I places. Of course, the oh uh, sorry, Smith De- yeah, Devonta Smith yeah. went to the Eagles at ten. That's a good pick. I thought that's that's a solid pick. Um, the Bears traded up to get Justin Fields, who had fallen. Um, as many had actually thought that he would fall, like um, many thought that he would be like the last of the of the five best QBs uh, taken. Um, he was actually taken fourth, but um, you know the Bears they had made an aggressive push for Russell Wilson, and then when they didn't get him, I guess they needed a quarter. You know they don't they're not going to go with Nick Foles as their quarterback, of course. Um, so I guess you know Justin Fields, he's athletic, he's. He's a great yeah. quarterback. I mean, and, if he pans you know, if he that pans out, again. then the Bears could end up being really good. You know, really, really great defense. Just had an awful quarterback or mm-hmm. awful quarterbacks, I should say. I mean, Nick Foles actually didn't do that badly, but Mitch Trubisky sucks to be honest with you. So, um, I think that it's yeah. pretty good, a pretty good choice on their part. Um, and I'm just gonna skip over to the Washington Football Team, who I did not, who I do not believe, uh made a very good choice. And the only reason why I'm mentioning them is because it's my team. I'm sure that uh, I'm just going to mention the Chargers soon. But they chose... Well, the Chargers were before the football team. Oh, okay. Whatever. But, but anyway, they chose... Go ahead. I don't really know how to pronounce his name. Jameen Davis, a linebacker from Kentucky. Which, you know, it's a great pick and all, except for the fact that their, you know, defensive line is already arguably the best in the league. So... I guess they're just trying to add... Inside linebackers, not but, defensive line. Uh, are, are, are you sure? I count linebackers as defensive line. Not line men, but I count them as a line. No, they're the second, second, second unit. Oh. 
Okay. Well, they have the name line in their name, so I'm gonna count that as the basically anybody who's okay, not sure. in the coverage. You can count anybody them. who's not in the coverage. So that's what I'm gonna count as the line. So, uh. Okay. Sure. So I don't know. He. I guess. I guess that that's a good pick. I guess they, they can make their defensive line even better, but they they were in real need of a quarterback, and I know that there weren't like a like there wasn't a great one yeah. at this point, but. Given the fact that they actually have a solid team apart from the from a, the quarterback, and they don't have a quarterback except for Ryan Fitzgerald, I guess, who unfortunately kind of meets the Redskins or sorry football team's requirement for a quarterback, as he tends to make stupid decisions sometimes. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, well they have that they have that other guy that yeah, Heineke, in the playoffs, yeah. right? But they just dealt for uh, Heineke. They just dealt for. Um, for Fitzgerald, so it's looking like he's probably going to be their first option this year. First option. But anyway, uh... Wait, do you mean yeah, Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, my, my bad. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I was not, confused. Not, okay. Fitzgerald yeah, is not, so, um, quarterback, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, so I'll make this brief. The Chargers were gifted Rayshon Slater. Um, you know, that the whole thing for them was, were they going to get him, or were they going to have to probably trade down to get Christian Derisaw because that would be too much of a reach at their position at 13. Look, they signed Corey Lindsley, the best center. They signed a couple of starting caliber guards. Um, they already have the right, right tackle as Brian Bulaga, but um, they had the worst offensive line in the league last year, and they needed a lot of help. They spent a lot of their money and stuff working on that, and they get Rayshon Slater, who's... Up, he's with Panay Sewell in the tier one for the offensive tackles. He is a beast. He's like, I don't know. He's just insane. There's there's a game, uh, like the one, the main college game that he had and stuff was against. Uh, he was guarding Chase Young, and he just completely oh, really? bottled him up. Like Chase Young went nowhere. That's unfortunate yeah, for the next head to head matchup between our two teams. But yeah. anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. But any, anyway, he should slot in as a day one starter. And they're lucky the, um, well, one, the Bengals didn't take Sewell, and then two, the Lions, the Lions took Sewell, but they would have probably taken Slater, and then the Panthers and the Broncos both passed on him, so that, that meant that he was going to go to them. Um, yeah, any other news? The Patriots got Mac Jones, um, to replace you know, Tom he's kind of like Tom Brady-ish. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, sort of. So he can learn under Cam Newton for a year and then take over. Um... He'll be a starting caliber quarterback, I think. So, anyways, um, I don't know. Any other news from the draft? Uh, no one really, really cares about the no. later rounds. No. Um, Najee Harris went to the Steelers. He's going to be a running back there. Travis Etney went to the Jaguars because they traded for him. Now, that, I am, that one was kind of surprising because they have James Robinson, who was great for them last year. But I guess you, you need a second running back. And, I don't know, more... Talent to yeah, you think Lawrence that they would have, you um, know, yeah, tried to get somebody else, like who, like I don't know. Basically, what I'm saying is the Jaguars have a lot of holes that they need to patch up, and they chose to take a player yes. that you know that like they actually really didn't need. So that was kind of weird, I guess. But exactly. Okay. Um. So I guess we're. Let's move on to the uh, NBA. Um, so, as it stands, um, now the top six make the playoffs. Seven, eight, nine, ten compete in a scenario um, where seven and eight battle for the seven seed. Um, nine and ten battle to play the loser. 
And then the winner of uh, that second, the third, well, the third technically game uh, goes to the eighth seed. Um, so right now in the Eastern Conference, there is a battle going on for the, um, you know. First seed. What? Oh. Oh, you mean, for oh, the oh. First seed? You mean the ninth and the tenth seed? Slash eighth seed? Never mind. Just say what you're going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, no, I just meant like, you know, the Nets and the Sixers are locked in. They're yeah. clinched already. The Bucks are not going to slide down. Um, the Knicks, surprisingly, are doing very well this year. Julius um, Randle, breakout season. You know, they're they're only they're two games out of the play-in scenario, but I think they're pretty much going to stay there. Um, so then, so you want to be in the top six if you can, right? So the, to avoid the possibility of not making the playoffs. Um, so five, six, and seven. You have the the Hawks, the the Celtics, and the Heat all within uh, half a game of each other, um, competing for two slots. And now, Jackson, of those three, who do you think makes it? Um, okay. Uh, I say that the Celtics are a lock. Like, they don't have to face the play-in. Yeah. And I'd also say that the Heat won't have to face the play-in, I think. That's that's what I think too because Trey Young has his um I forget if it's like a wrist or an ankle injury something like that he's out they've lost three in a row and the Hawks just don't have the talent to yeah. be without Trey Young um so I think they go into the plan scenario um so then that leaves but those three I think all will make yeah. the playoffs especially considering how far away they are from uh the eleven seed well I mean sorry they'll make at least the play in so then you have Pacers Wizards the Hornets. Pacers, Wizards, all sort of comfortably in that range. The Wizards actually have won, like, 10 of their last 11 games and have launched themselves from, like, worst-in-the-league team to right know, there, like, I, contention, you know, sort of. I think that maybe Brad... Yeah. It's crazy. They started the season... They started the season, well, like, yeah, that's because Bradley Beal and, you know, oh, Russell yeah. Westbrook had no idea how to play with each other. But now, it kind of looks like they do. Yeah. So, who knows? Who yep. knows how good they could be? Westbrook is just... You know, stealing rebounds from his teammates, which is great for my fantasy yeah. team, by the way. Um, yeah, but anyways, um, yeah. So the the Hornets are eleven and a half games behind first. The Pacers are thirteen, but they just got their best player in Sabonis back, and I don't see them um, not miss not making mm-hmm. the plan, especially considering they just they just beat the Thunder by like sixty points oh. on the road. And I know the Thunder are terrible, but still. That's, like, the most in-a-road game oh, ever wow. in NBA history. Um, yeah, it happened today, actually. Um, I got an alert on my phone. <laughs> but anyways, so then you have the Wizards at 13.5, and, and then the Bulls at 16.5, and, and the Raptors at 16.5, and, and then from there you have the Cavs, Magic, and Pistons are all out. Um, I don't really see the Bulls or the Raptors making it, especially with the way that the Wizards have been playing recently. So, I mean, the Eastern Conference is kind of set in stone. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that the Eastern Conference is... I don't know. I my The Bulls may make a push. Maybe. They have my main issue some with people. the Eastern Conference is... I don't think that the top seeds are really the best teams, in my opinion. I think that... Oh, well, I would, I would disagree. The top three, I think, are the top three in the league. In the I don't Eastern think Conference. so. 
Bucks, Sixers, and Nets. Are I think five that the Celtics are pretty good. <clears throat> I think okay. that the Heat okay. is they're... good. I mean, I'm just saying that mainly because of last year, but I think that they're still good. And I don't have a lot of faith in the Bucks, to be honest with you. I might okay. put the Celtics there. Instead I mean, of the Bucks. Yeah, I don't know. Bucks are Bucks are the sec are the second yeah. tier. I think if you have to rank it, Nets and Sixers are the top tier. Bucks are the second tier. And then you have the Knicks and the Celtics in the third tier. And then the Heat and actually the Wizards in the fourth tier. And then you have the Hawks and the Hornets and the Pacers. Yeah. 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 I agree with you. Or whatever. I don't know. I think that... Yeah. It's very interesting this year. Like, you have teams... I think that the distribution of wins is kind of, like, lopsided. You know what I mean? I think the best teams are really, really good. Yeah. After that, there's a pretty significant drop. That's why you see teams with losing records, like, very possibly making the playoffs. That that shouldn't happen. But it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, in today's NBA, I really I really hate it. Towards the end, and, and also just throughout the season in general. Like, I don't know. Um... As an owner of Jeremy Grant from the Pistons, like he rests all back to backs, just as a general rule. That's so and some stupid. Other games also, because they're like they're out of the playoffs. He's their best player. He's in his. He's entering his prime. They don't want him to get injured. So I don't know. I think that's whole the whole mentality of that, like resting people for when it counts and stuff. Is I don't know. Just play. I think games. that's stupid. Like, no one is gonna play eighty two games. I think it's stupid. It's, I think there's a completely different Sorry. culture being built right now in the NBA. I think that right now the culture being... I mean, in the NFL. I think right now the culture being built in the NBA is one of... Like, like it doesn't matter if we win or lose now. Win or losing doesn't really matter. All that happens, what matters is, can we potentially, like, like become a contender soon, right? Everybody's looking towards the future. Whereas in the NFL, like, you take losing... Like, if you lose a game... You are mad about it. You know what I mean? You're not going to take out your best then, player. Yeah, You're not going to do again, it. Then again, it's not like a day-to-day slog, sort of, like the NBA and the MLB become. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah that's that. true. Each game matters Especially more. Especially, like, it's a different goal. Also, yeah. you never see a team in the NFL tanking. Like the Jets. They were elated when they won their last few games. They were. Even though... No, they, they were, were not. They last their... They, they literally won their last few games They're, even though they didn't need to. That's not tanking. Yeah. That you would not have. If, they may have. They may have done it. By I, I, I no, no. I mean, that's not really true. Tank, Had that happened in the NBA, that wouldn't have happened. I, I'm that not disagreeing with you on this. Yeah, I'm not so, disagreeing. I don't know. Different culture. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um. So let's look at the Western Conference because that's more interesting. Now the Suns and the Jazz have both clinched. They're great this year. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't necessarily call them the best teams. In the I like league, the Jazz but, personally. Um, you know, like they're. The yeah. But there are other teams that, that are going to get into great shape by the playoffs, like the Lakers. Um, yeah, of course. You know, that aren't really good right now. Um, yeah, so you have the Suns and the Jazz. The Clippers are in third, only two and a half games behind. They're a perennial great team now with Paul George. Yeah, they finally figured it out. The Nuggets, even though Jamal Murray is out, they are doing really well, especially with Aaron Gordon providing that defense. And Jokic is going to win the MVP, Jokic, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if Joel Embiid didn't miss so many games, he would be in the running. Or, I mean, he is in the running, but he would be, like, there, like, yeah. maybe win it. Um, and then you have, so then you have a significant cutoff, um, after those top four, who are basically a lock for the playoffs. At, at this, or not, not, top sorry, five. when I say playoffs, I mean, I not top the five play. Are locks. 
I'm Lakers so, so. are locked. They're only a game ahead of. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But once 17. they get LeBron back, they're gonna skyrocket. I know they got oh, him back okay. yesterday. They lost. Okay, but, but yeah, but I think like, so, you know, um, they, they're gonna they're gonna take they're gonna yeah accelerate. And I'm not concerned about the Lakers at all. Mavericks, Mavericks, okay. Trail Blazers, Grizzlies, Warriors. Spurs. Yeah, I think I think the Lakers. You know, LeBron missed 20 games, but now he's back. And I gotta say, I mean, the Lakers were like eight and 12 without him, and yeah. they have they have a stacked team now. They have, I mean. Just the combination of LeBron, AD, Andre Drummond, Dennis Schroeder as a guard. He's very good. And then um, KCP can handle what he does. Like, he's a, you know, he's, he's a middle-of-the-line starter-ish. He's okay. Um, yeah, and then you have Montrez, Montrez Harrell off the bench. That's that's a quality Yeah, team. Andre Drummond. I don't like, know about Andre Drummond. You know, I think he's might be a little overrated, great. but who knows? They, he's a he's, he's rebound a and sit in the low post. Hey, look at it this way. The Lakers, I mean, they, you can't really double-team Anthony Davis and LeBron and Andre Drummond. I wouldn't, right? I don't think that Andre Drummond's a huge threat on offense personally, but I think that his rebounding is valuable. No, but I mean, like, you park Anthony Davis and Drummond in the low posts, and, you know, it's yeah, really hard to It makes Anthony Davis Because one of them gets the ball... It draws the hell out of I know, I know, I know. It makes, it, yeah, it makes Anthony Davis more open. I agree with you. He's good. He's good. Yeah. Plus, you can't, you can't go over to help on LeBron because then they're open and stuff. I don't know. It just makes them such a yeah. good team, I think. Um, it's gonna be, they need to get some games on, under their belt, though, with the chemistry. Um, but the, I think they're, they're fine. They're not a lock, but they're fine. Um, they, I don't think they'll hit the play-in. Um, and then, you have, so you have Mavericks and... Trailblazers really competing for the one seat for the one spot. Who do you think that goes to? Uh, personally, I don't know who this goes to. It's a tough one. This is gonna be. I say tough, probably yeah. the Mavericks. I have a little more faith in them, especially because of Luka Doncic. Um, but it th- that's a close one. Mm-hmm. I think that come playoff time, I have much more faith in the Mavericks than I do the Trailblazers because the Trailblazers can never get it done in the playoffs. Despite Damian Lillard yeah. uh, and how good he is, CJ McCollum just can't really do anything in the playoffs. I feel kind of bad for him almost, you know? Like, he kind of fades away. Hmm. Um, yeah. But I, Luka Doncic does not strike well, me as the type of person who would, throw, who would throw it away. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he, he would... Mavericks have a very, fairly easy schedule yeah. for, their, for their last couple of games. Like, you know, they play the Wizards. They're actually trailing now. Um, but then they, they play the Kings. That's going to be a win. Heat is iffy. Nets are going to be a loss. Play the Cavs twice. That's going to be a win. Um, they play the Grizzlies. That's probably a win. Pelicans is probably a win. Raptors is probably a win. And then Timberwolves yeah, is a win. Yeah, so they're good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then you have... So Mavericks, Trailblazers. I would probably give it to the Mavericks also. Um, so then... Let's just say, but those two, both of them will like, at least yeah. make the play-in. Um, so then, just looking at it now, oh, well, you know, when you get the Grizzlies, Warriors, Spurs will likely be in the play-in, as, like, the Spurs are three and a half games ahead of the Pelicans for um, for the 10th Yeah, right I don't now. know. It's interesting. The Spurs the Spurs are, are 500 exactly, and they're the 10th seed. I know, right yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, right? I don't know about the uh, 
I don't know about the Pelicans. No, Pelicans. Well, no, no. I, I'm just like saying something about the Pelicans. I feel like they should be so much better than yeah. they are. It's kind of sad. Talent just doesn't work together. They don't have that. Eh. Brandon Ingram kind of neat. Like, yeah, he's, he's not know. as good as people he's think. Gr- but they have Zion. He's good. Brandon Ingram is okay. Lonzo's getting yeah. much better this season. Well, they, they're getting a win today, so yeah. that's going to help them. Um, I'm just looking at their schedule. Oh, so they play the Warriors twice. If they can beat them both times, that, that really helps them because they get a game back yeah. each time. Um, 76ers is likely a loss. Um, Hornets, that's going to maybe be a win, especially if they're pushing really hard. Grizzlies, they can probably... I mean, this is assuming they're going all out and stuff. They can probably win that. Again, I think the Grizzlies are overrated. Um, and then you have the Mavericks. That's probably a loss. Um, Warriors again. Jeez, they play the Warriors yeah. three times towards the end of the season. Um, and then they play the Lakers. That's probably a loss. So, I mean, if they can win all three games against the Warriors and then, you know, do really well, they have to, they have a shot, but just the way that they've been playing, I don't think Yeah, so. I agree. Likely. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, so I guess that's it. So Jackson, right now, as of this moment, who do you think will be in the finals playing each other? And then who will win? Okay. Let's see. For the West. I kind of want to pick the Jazz, to be honest with you. I think that's a cool pick. I don't know if that's going to happen. But okay. sure, yeah, I'll say the Jazz. But I would not be surprised if there was the Lakers, okay. obviously. Nor would I be surprised mm-hmm. um, by the Clippers, I'd say. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Suns. Um, oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I feel like they're a little okay. too... too well, un- Developed. I feel like they don't have like they they uh, they don't have any playoff experience. You know, apart from Chris Paul, like this is their first year they've ever like, you know, yeah, Been, like, like yeah, DeAndre and Devin Booker. So I don't I don't believe um, them. And then I'd say the Seventy Sixers make it in the East. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was initially. That's what I was gonna hmm. go with. Um, the Bucks are just a perennial choking team in the playoffs, Sad. like the Clippers. So I'm just gonna look at the West. The Clippers are gonna choke. The Lakers, as of now, right? So this is as of now. Of course, I want the Lakers to win it all. It's a repeat and stuff. Um, as of now, like, they just got LeBron back, and they haven't had any time to develop any chemistry. Now, I know that's going to change and, and all, but just, you know, I got to go with what they've been doing now, and right now, they're not a championship-caliber no. team. So I'm not going to take the Lakers either. Um, the Suns are, they're a hot team right now, but they're, you know... It, I mean, they're they're good. They're they're gonna be teams mm-hmm. that can beat them. The Jazz are maybe one of them, but um, maybe surprisingly here, I'm okay. gonna go with the Nuggets to make it to the finals. They've been playing amazing basketball. Jokic is the MVP. You have Aaron Gordon helping you. You have Michael Porter Jr. You have a, you have a solid stacked team. No, he oh, tore his ACL. Oh. He's out for the season. Never mind. Yeah, but still, I think I think from before the trade deadline to now, they actually. Aaron, plus Aaron Gordon minus Jamal Murray, I think that Eagles a better team. Just what he brings to their to their team. Okay. And Jamal Murray and, and Jokic are kind of two clashing team clashing players, I think, in a way. Just their play style. So mm-hmm. um anyway, heading over to the Eastern Conference, I'm gonna go with the Sixers as well. Um you have to trust the pro- process and Joel Embiid is playing great basketball. It helps to be his size. But and you stature. know, it's it's cool. Um and then the Simmons centers are reawakening, you know what I mean? Like a few, a couple years ago, yeah. there was there was no it's a different great game set. Now. Yeah, yeah, they're playing different games than they used to. 
But now, arguably, the top three players in the league are all centers. I mean, not really Anthony Davis. But, you know. Yeah. Top two, centers. Oh, I was going to say he's Giannis, not really but he's center. not really he's a center. center. Yeah. He, I, I don't even know what he is. It's kind um, of weird. All right. Kind of weird, with the honest. In my opinion, he should yeah. operate out of the high post more. I think he'd be more effective from there. No, he, he, he brings it up too much. He brings it up way too much. Oh, okay. All right, so anyways, um, yeah, so I guess that'll do it. Um, all right, so we went over the NFL draft, um, Kentucky Derby, and then the NBA, NBA playoffs, and... Um, I guess that concludes your weekly sports breakdown for the week. Um, as always, make sure to subscribe. Now, subscribing, it's a—it's kind of like a misnomer in a sense because when you subscribe to Netflix or something, you pay $8 a month for it. It's a different sort of subscription when you go on to Apple Podcasts because that is, um, you know, it's just, it means when we come out with a new episode, it shows up in your library of, uh, of podcasts. Um... So, so it just automatically downloads onto your phone so you can listen to it easily. Um, it's free. You can always unsubscribe if you want to, but it would break our hearts, so please yeah, don't. That would, that would um, please subscribe. Time. Yeah. Leave a, leave a review if you want to um, or a comment. There's a feature to do that. Go listen to some of our old, our old episodes. They're not all time sensitive. Or you could just look back at them and laugh at us for, you know, for some of our old predictions, um, especially Jackson's with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, but anyways, thanks for listening. Um, make sure to search up first option in the near future as we will be coming out with that podcast recently. And yeah, Jackson, any other notes? Uh, no, not really. Just make sure to check out first option. It is our new, so to speak podcast. It is going to be upgraded. It's going to be better. Uh, yeah, we're rebranding it. And so, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. Okay. Um, yeah, so signing off now. Thank you for listening. As always, this has been your weekly sports breakdown. Goodbye. Hey, Asher here. Just wanted to say a couple things. First of all, congrats. You made it to the end of our show. We know it's kind of tough to sit through it. So if you're listening to this, thank you. Um, also, I know it's kind of sad that we're done with the show, but... If you want to listen to more of our content, please check out the other episodes we have on Apple Podcasts. Additionally, head on over to Instagram, type in at weekly underscore sports underscore breakdown. That's weekly underscore sports underscore breakdown to see little snippets of our podcast and a new notification whenever we upload a new podcast. Lastly, please make sure to leave a review down below and don't be afraid to give us comments on how we can improve our show. Until next time, this has been your weekly sports breakdown. Goodbye.